magical place we could go. So close your eyes and make a wish for the skies with the angriest, flappiest birds and the seas with ridiculous fish. The Dutch Arcade Show is here again. Hey guys, what is up? Welcome to the Touch Arcade Show, episode number 582, creeping up on episode 600. That's pretty cool. I'm looking for episode number 666. Oh, the devil's episode. We'll have to do something real special for that day. Uh, uh, summon the the ghost of Mike Mead. <laughs> Complete no, the don't ritual. Say... <laughs> Mike Mead, Mike and Brad, <clears throat> we'll bring him back. Um, so how's it going? How's Eli? Um, I am barely hanging on this week. What's I don't wrong? know. Well, so I I thought I had COVID because I had like all these symptoms that oh, were yeah. similar to COVID, mm-hmm. but I like, couldn't get a COVID test to go positive for the life of me mm-hmm. and then i was like talking to like other people um that i know here um you know who have been like why haven't you responded it's very abnormal for you to take three days to respond to a text message what's going on with you mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. I'm like oh dude it's been sick as shit and tell me like they had covid like symptoms and went to the doctor but tested positive for the flu hmm. which like I don't really, uh, maybe this is just me being dumb, but I always like identified the flu as like an illness where your primary symptom is like nausea and stuff. Mm-hmm. Not like, well, so yeah. like if you're throwing up and, and stuff like that, like I would describe that as the flu. Uh-huh. If you're like coughing and all shitty and stuff, I would describe that as a cold, mm-hmm. which then kind of, you know, bumps up against like COVID now, I guess. But I maybe that's not actually correct. I don't. I mean, I think the flu can be all of those things <clears throat> or just a couple of those things. But I also think the flu, there's what, like a million variants of the flu. So to even go yes. to the doctor and have them be like, you tested positive for flu is like kind of a silly thing, really. Well, that's but this probably is like, kind of like their like best re- guess. <laughs> this is kind of like refactoring everything that I thought I understood about these kind of things because uh i don't know like that was just like a base base assumption that i had in life i guess well, i also think like no covid longer. now is just another variant of the flu really and uh i would well, guess like a lot of their tests maybe don't know how to test for the the covid of now they were all developed a couple of years ago three or four years ago um Done yeah, it. I don't know. The, the, like the you know the problem was then I got on like mis- mysterious virus TikTok, yeah, and it is just like a rabbit hole. People are like maybe this is a new one. There's all these people that and you know of course all the symptoms that I have you know just yeah. like uh, truly like awful multi day headache like you know just aches and pains and coughing and you know, everything else. And yeah. you're like, this is this is the new one. The government's just not telling you about it yet. They're keeping yeah. it under wraps because like the lockdown's coming soon. I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like laying in bed, like delirious, watching all this, being like, "Oh my god, don't like, do that!" Am I? <laughs> is this true? Is this happening? Like, you're so, gonna end up uh, with dementia, like Bruce Willis. Yeah, so I've been, uh, I've been on a, a bit. I've had a bit of a weird week. I well, it could be worse. And least. if you want me to scare you more, 
my cousin that I was living with during a remodel, he felt sick and then out of nowhere it got terrible and they had to call an ambulance and then they had to take him to the closest hospital they could take him to was like 30 minutes away. And uh, he had spinal meningitis, which could be deadly oh, and also super permanent problems it can cause. But thankfully, he pulled out of it and doesn't seem to have any effects from it. But it was like, oh, you know, he's sick. And then it's like, oh, he's in the hospital. Oh, he's in intensive care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, oh, that's geez. that's scary because like I um, I mean, and it's all the same symptoms of like a cold. So, yeah, I mean, like I usually I mean, I, I grew up in a, you know, in a household without health insurance and all that stuff. So, like, mm -hmm. you know, it just it's always been kind of normal to be just like ride stuff out, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, I feel like as um, you know, as I get older and keep hearing like all these crazy stories like, oh, yeah, you know, just uh, thought he had a cold and turned out he had this huge spinal infection. And like, <laughs> yeah. <the fuck?" laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. The way I, I never know what like the line is on like what's being uh -huh. like too crazy on that kind of stuff. Because I, I know a lot of people that it's like if at the drop of a hat, I don't feel right. I'm going to the doctor like first thing, like yeah. first order of business when I get up tomorrow, I'm going to the doctor if they don't have if they can't see me today kind of thing. I just never, never, yeah. ever have operated like that. So I don't know. Yeah. That. Yeah. Yeah. But, Same here. But whatever. I'm I'm alive. Yeah. Good. Well, we're glad about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what do you, uh, want to talk about? Do you have any, any gas left in the Apple vision pro tank? I don't think there's I been got, any news about I it. Some, I got some breaking news for you. All right. Lay it on me. Yeah. So for the longest time, this is some, this is some small town news for you here. I'll tear my address off. So I don't dox myself showing this to the camera. Um, uh, for the longest time, well, so right next to the Harbor Freight near us, I live in a small mm -hmm. rural town in Tennessee, and mm -hmm. there is a massage parlor parlor that is mm. in the same strip mall as Harbor Freight, immediately next door mm -hmm. to Harbor Freight, run by an Asian family. And mm -hmm. for the longest time, like on Nextdoor and Facebook and stuff, it's like mm -hmm. if you could come up with a racial stereotype against Asian people, it has something to do with this massage place, right? Where <laughs> yeah. it's like they're they're trafficking people. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, it's you know there's all kinds of prostitution happening there. Yeah, uh, and everything else. And you know me being the kind of person that just like cannot avoid just touching the poop on the internet. Uh -huh. as yeah, John likes to say. Um, uh -huh. I was always like, you guys are being so fucking racist for like no reason, like. Uh -huh. You know, like these the people are in business. Presumably, they're doing something that people like. Otherwise, they'd be out of business. Like, just leave them yeah. alone. Like, why got to be so nosy about this? Like, and it's just yeah. because, like, it's it's the the demographic of like you know old timer going into Harbor Freight that has to walk past the scary looking Asian yeah. massage parlors. You know, thinking all kinds of crazy shits going on there. Well, uh, guess what? <laughs> prostitution sting results in two arrests uh, $24,000 in cash found <laughs> all kinds of crazy bullshit happening at this place those are just victory laps happening on your next door <laughs> I haven't even bothered to look because uh, I just like got the newspaper and I was like oh my fucking god are you kidding me Oh boy. And Lindsay, like that place you always get massages at, is that the same place? That place you spend all that time at, and you're always like <laughs> needing more cash. A very suspicious <laughs> amount of cash. Uh, uh 
I feel I always feel bad for this the massage parlor stereotype because uh well a I mean I feel like 80% of the time it's true. <laughs> but then also I don't know that. I, feel, I, mean, like it... <laughs> I don't know either. I've never I've never gone down that road, but you see it's like in movies and stuff. It's like a thing. And um it's uh I feel bad for the legit massage people cuz like down the street from me there's like a weird little strip mall. It's like a five units tiny corner parking lot strip mall thing. And um, for the longest time, it was just like the best barbecue place in the world. And then like check cashing place, cigarette store, like some mm -hmm. other really like yeah, low I, and yeah, uh, empty, uh, empty, empty, empty. And well, um, the former home, home of a uh, cash for gold, perhaps. Yo, cash for a, gold. Yeah, totally. A defunct mattress store, store yeah. maybe. A little Caesars. Yeah. Uh, and I so, know the exact um, strip mall you're talking about. There's <laughs> that's, that's America. One of the on the corner um, or on the end unit was uh, the dodgiest looking massage place. It's like the curtains are never open. It's just dark. And it's just like, you know, it just seemed very sketchy and run down and gross. And um, and slowly there's been like some nice stuff like the the grody stores have been rotating out for like nice stuff. Like there's a catering business there. And now there's like a nice salon slash tattoo parlor and, you know, whatever. And the bomb ass barbecue place is still there. Um, and so that that sketchy massage place on the end um, actually left too and got replaced by a legit like massage place. Or I guess maybe the old one was legit too and I just don't know, it just looked dodgy. But this new one that came in, it's like the the owner posted on Nextdoor about her opening it and stuff like that. It was like, oh, here's my credentials from massage school and blah, blah, blah. And we do all this stuff. And it was like very much in on the up and up massage place. But it was replacing like a dodgy looking one that you weren't quite sure about. And um I just always felt bad because I'm like, how many people are going to think that that's anything different than it's always been? How many people are going to be like, oh, that's a, a legit massage place where I can just go get a nice, yeah. you know, uh, medically cleared massage or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I do. I feel bad for people that want to be in it for who are in it for the actual massaging. Cause, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's uh, but, you know, now now we've got we got proof positive here in Tennessee. Well, this that. is your opportunity to open a legit massage business in that space. I'm just really tired of the shitheads getting an opportunity to be right about things. Like that, <laughs> right. That's just like not how the world is supposed to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> whatever. So yeah. did you... Um, the, I, I, Warframe Mobile is so big that I have like people bothering me on LinkedIn about it. Mm. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. I... So, well... I guess my first question is, do you ever play Warframe on other platforms? I messed around with it for a little bit. Because um, it's been around know, for like a decade now, right? Like it's been around for a while. Yeah. And it's it's like a, I don't, is it like, how would you, is it like an MMO like, MMO light? -I, I think it's more of like, like a hero shooter type game, Destiny isn't it? Kind but of thing? I don't know. I, um, I, I messed my friends were into it for a little while and I downloaded it and I was like, mm, I don't know, this, so, this isn't a game for me. 2013 is when it first launched on like PC and stuff. So, yeah, it's been around for 10 years. I the two things. So I feel like I'm I'm, you know, not a good person to comment on this, but um, for the longest time, I thought Warframe was like an online like mech battling game. <laughs> And I don't know if it's like the frame part of it or what or whatever led me to think that. But I've never looked too far into it because I'm just like, oh, I don't really care about mech battling online games like whatever. Um, and it's it's not it's like a uh, it's like a, a 
online third person shooter type game like a um you know well, i think your sort your of thing frame is your armor or like the robot you play as or something mm-hmm. like that right like yeah that's that's what the war frame is the war is frames your, are your like the, the characters okay um <clears throat> that's what yeah, i understand it, just seemed, it seemed a lot more like something i might have actually liked had i looked into it more i guess instead of just instantly thinking it was like a battle mech game and being over it but um and then the other thing i've always heard about warframe is it's like uh people always describe it as like a free-to-play game done right mm-hmm. and um that's cool yeah that's like uh... you know uh world of tanks has always been in that you know same regard and and some other games so um and that's probably a big reason why it's been around for so long too but uh warframe coming to mobile i feel like has been a teased thing for almost as long as the game's been around i feel like there was warframe coming to mobile in like 2015 16 time so um it's cool that it actually came out and um i haven't jumped into it yet but i've been hearing like nothing but good things about it and i've been hearing people that are like i never really cared about this series but i played it on mobile and it's awesome so that's good I think that's good. yeah. I my, that's that was kind of like one of the selling points that friends of mine that were playing it at the time were trying to get me in on it was it was the, the monetization. I guess is pretty similar to like League of Legends in that it's um you know a, a lot of sort of like fairly priced permanent unlocks instead of mm-hmm. you know just like endlessly buying endlessly buying like freemium currency. It just gets fucking mm-hmm. set on fire in two seconds and yeah doesn't yeah. get you anywhere, which. I mean, I, I always appreciate, you know, I, f- I feel like the the um, the way, you know, over the life cycle of this game, the how I've been aware of it um, mm. is just sort of new stories surrounding like the developers kind of like consistently doing things good for the community and like not doing gnarly monetization stuff mm-hmm. just as a whole, mm-hmm. you know, which I feel like it's a, a pretty, uh, you know, a vibe that I kind of wish more games would sort of go towards mm-hmm. you know but yeah. but i what was very surprising to me with um the mobile version is just like the total cross-platform yeah play like cross everything cross everything that's the dream yeah because like when i when i first saw that it was it was coming to mobile i was like oh that's neat i wonder if they're gonna do um you know sort of like a, a league of legends wild rift kind of yeah. style thing where it's like, like kind a of spin-off a yeah, like it's or or you know, like Call of Duty Mobile or something like that, where it's like, yeah, you know, the a similar experience dumbed down like just enough mm-hmm. to be like mobile friendly, you know? Right. Um, yeah. I I never ever would have bet that they were just gonna do a full on mobile client like I mean, you're just you know go wild, have fun, log in, all your shits there, <laughs> play with your friends, we don't care. Because presumably yeah. you could just pair a controller and just play it like you would on a any old console or PC or anything, right? I mean, that's yeah, that seems pretty. Cool. I guess I... that's from what I'm understanding. Um, we actually, I, I actually did have this as something to talk about today, just because Warframe is such a big deal. Um, but uh, Mikhail did it a just really like good it kind of with it kind of blows my mind how there's like so many of these games that are like these like super duper mature like games as a service kind of thing yeah that it is just like impossible to keep up with them all 
Oh, totally. Like you kind of just have to pick one, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it, it's 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 kind of amazing to me that you know, like Warframe's been out for you know ten years or whatever. Like I've 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 heard a bunch of very positive things about it, and just like it in that time have never spent more than a couple hours inside of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and but but then when you like when you could say that, it's like okay, well, like how does how deep does that rabbit hole go? You know, there's like infinite, like super deep, long running games of service now that just like. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where you get time to play all these things if you wanted to. I mean, World of Tanks and uh Destiny and uh Overwatch and uh I mean, pick yeah. or pick, they're all games that have basically infinite content. Most of them are extremely free to play do do like everything in. And um yeah, it's just like a matter of not having the time to play them all. Yeah, um, yeah impossible to keep up with like unless you yeah, I, I think even if you just did nothing but try to keep up on all these games, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's great, though. But I I, I do love how they're doing this. That's what I wish. I feel like as more games come to mobile, I'm I'm less receptive to the like mobile version to accompany the, the real game, quote unquote, real game on other platforms. And I'm way more into like what Fortnite used to do, where it was like, hey, here's Fortnite. Play it on whatever you want. It's the same game and it's yeah. the same Login, I, mean, I, think, I think normalizing that is awesome you know like yeah, i would I'm... i would love to live in a future where um you know you just log in you know maybe you, and and it just works anywhere you yeah. know play how you yeah. want doesn't matter yeah yeah i um you know it's it's just too bad that like all the uh, Fortnite kind of got bogged down with all like the fucking apple drama that that stopped yeah. being the case with them but you know stupid yeah um, but yeah, and then things like controllers are way more normal now. Like, I don't think mm -hmm. it's weird at all to be like, oh yeah, just grab a, get, have a mobile game controller. Like, I, I feel like more non-enthusiast people have like a backbone or something now. Um, and they're like, cool with plugging in their phone to play a certain games on, you know what I mean? Um, which, you know, it only took 15 years to get to this point where people are starting to take mobile game stuff seriously, yeah. I guess. But um but yeah yeah it's cool warframe free i'm gonna spend some more time with it after we're done recording but uh oh yeah and i wanted to mention mikhail's interview because i'll link this in the show notes we did a, a very long and awesome interview with two of the main people behind warframe um which is pretty cool so and then i guess let's roll on i was gonna similar story i was gonna talk about the new rainbow six game have you seen this at all yeah, it looks a little wacky, uh, like Funko Pop <laughs> Rainbow Six, right? Kinda, like... Right. Um, yeah, they they so uh, Ubisoft emailed and was like, "Hey, we got this exclusive game. If you can agree to embargoes, blah blah blah." We're like, "Cool, yeah, send us the info." Um, and then we were sort of like chatting about like what could it be, like what series could it be based on, or you know whatever, and um. The last thing I expected was like chibi Rainbow Six game. Hmm. <laughs> so, so Rainbow Six Small, S M O L, like the internet version of Small, um, is basically a Rainbow Six game, but super cutified, and um, it's kind of awesome looking. I I haven't played this one yet either. It's it's a Netflix game, so you have to have Netflix to play it. Um, but it's like you know extraction stuff and uh i don't know it's kind of like I'm, I'm sort of on the fence on how i feel about 
Rainbow Six being a very serious situation yeah, where you're like killing terrorists and rescuing hostages and stuff like that, and then like dumbing that all down into like some very sugar coated, you know, visuals and stuff like that. It it almost doesn't jive, but at the same time, the game itself looks really cool. It's kind of isometric um extraction shooter, I guess is what you call these. I don't know, where you you know, breach the the rooms and clear them out and rescue people and and all that good stuff. Um, <clears throat> it seems really cool. People seem to like it too. Um, so I think it's a good game. And I, I I haven't checked into this yet, but I've heard somebody say this was an existing game that um, I guess Ubisoft like bought and branded it a Rainbow Six game or whatever. So that would actually kind of make sense into why it's seems so weird to see a rainbow six game um in this way if this was just like a no name other type of of shooter like this but anyway um it looks cool yeah it's on netflix so it's it's free for netflix people um no reason not to check it out but i definitely was very surprised by this like yeah. tom clancy and like cutesy construction paper cut out doll looking characters just don't yeah, I mean, See, I don't know. It it, it definitely like looks unique though, and that I feel like that's yeah, that's worth something, you know. Yeah, I get as long as the game is good, I guess. I guess my um, question would be like, um, you know, would the people that would be, I don't know, it seems like a potential like mismatch in that, uh, are, are the people that would be interested in like a hardcore? Well, I guess this isn't really hardcore, but either way, a game with kind of like you know yeah. more hardcore military themes want to play like the yeah. cute version of that like i don't know like i don't i don't know either i mean yeah it's so puzzling because it's like i don't know that somebody that's super into tom clancy stuff is going to be like yeah a cute phone version but if the game is good like i feel like you could have i don't know the the same sort of way that splatoon made a shooter very like friendly like half family yeah. friendly i guess you know you're not shooting and killing people you're squirting paint or whatever like you probably could have made this same game and had it not be like killing people and hostage situations and stuff um and maybe it would have seemed a little more normal i don't know maybe i'm just overthinking it too maybe yeah, it's fine it's possible um, <clears throat> but anyway uh yeah rainbow six small on netflix um check it out if you have netflix and uh who does i guess <laughs> i guess we can continue the trend of talking about games that i haven't played um have you heard anything about balatro Bal i've i've seen uh the people's talking about it dude and uh yeah mikhail won't stop talking about this one he's got super addicted to it playing it for i think steam or switch i forget um and uh, it's like poker based roguelike game, but in a and and that's something that's been done before. But I think it's more more roguelike and less poker than the ones that have come before it. Um, but all I know is he was basically like, "You need to try this. There's a demo. At least try the demo, whatever." And I'm like, "Okay," and I haven't got around to that yet. But um, immediately I was like this seems like it would be a perfect game on mobile. Um, and so sure enough, there is some whispers that it could um, come to mobile, which I feel like would be a good thing. Um, it's on consoles and PC and I think it's 15 bucks. 
So I don't know. I'm going to try the demo just because I said I would. I'll try the demo on Steam Deck and see how it goes. But I can already just tell this is a game I want to play on a touchscreen, right? Like a card-based I, I feel, I feel party like, game. yeah, I feel that way about a lot of, um, a lot of card games, but I mean, uh, you know, at the same time, if they're, if they're, this could be one of those things where they always planned on launching it on a mobile, but you gotta, you gotta right. pretend that it's a, a console game so you can get your $15 before you devalue it down to 99 cents or whatever. That's also very true. Like, no, um, this isn't a mobile game. What are you talking about? Absolutely but not. The, the, the trailer looks extremely cool. You know, it's, uh, um, yeah. You know, um, it, it to me, it this like vibes like um, when I when I first looked into what this was, it reminded me of like a Zach Gage game, you know, where it's like you take, yeah. um, you know, something you, you thought had been done to death. And it's like, oh, this is like a really interesting new way to. To have done this kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Mikhail gave it five out of five stars for a, a Switch Arcade review. No surprise there, but. Um, I will link to that in the show notes too and uh, the news story about it may be coming to mobile so we'll see what happens but something to check out if you haven't had that on your radar Balatro Balatro have you been Bala, um, Balatro I don't know speaking of Steam Deck PC console stuff have you mm -hmm. caught wind of any of the Helldivers 2 stuff that's like the zeitgeist of the week it seems like no is Everything. To, how in the world have you not heard about Helldivers? I know what Helldivers is, but I didn't. I this this Helldivers two has been in the works for like ten years, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, so it it just um, it I, I don't know if it it I think it just came out on PC. I think it was out on PlayStation Four. I'm not I'm not really sure the genesis of the release of this beyond it just like suddenly being like the most popular thing on the internet times like a million. Um, so these guys that made the original Helldivers, apparently, um, you know, on, on Steam and stuff like that, it was kind of sort of sitting around like 7,000 concurrent players. Um, they have the sequel that's coming out um, mm -hmm. that, you know, that has been on fire for the last week because they um, are seeing like 500,000 plus concurrent players. Mm. And it's just like one of these things where it's like... Um, really kind of wild watching um what a runaway success looks like for a kind of server-based online game um <laughs> because like the thing is yeah. you know like if if you're if your your previous game had you know say seven to ten thousand players online at once on average right and you decide mm -hmm. like okay well we'll build this next one well uh, hope we hope it's more successful like let's let's build it you know to support fifty thousand people or whatever and then you exceed that mm -hmm. by like 10x like I, I can only imagine like the kind of like crazy ass bottlenecks that mm -hmm. that their back end is running into and and things like this. Like I just I don't know. Mm -hmm. It reminds mm -hmm. me a lot of like when Fall Guys first exploded and like um yeah. Mediatronic just like had no fucking idea like what to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, looking at this. So this so this did just launch. I was gonna say like I thought it was in early access for a long time or anything like that but i don't think so i think it was just rumored for a very long time but never officially announced until like just last year um and then it didn't actually launch until february 8th so like three weeks ago two weeks ago um so yeah that's interesting but i remember the um first hell divers um 
people there were rumors that that might come to mobile too because that's like a top down shooter i guess yeah. the sequel is more of like a third person shooter yes, third person um, in the back kind of thing and there's a couple games that have come out on mobile where people were like well it, it was very much like somebody trying to do a mobile hell divers like the same sort of like uh game loop and stuff like that um well yeah, yeah i guess it's like, i never did with the with the wild success of hell divers and every mm -hmm. every content creator on the internet just farting out as much as they can with uh yeah. hell divers in the headline um yeah. you know that's going to have the ripple effect of in like i don't know to 12 to 18 months every literally every single game that comes out is going to be a four player mm -hmm. pv mm -hmm. co-op yeah. uh like extraction survival shooter kind of thing which will be so <laughs> he's fun yeah yeah when that happens um, yeah totally well that's cool so but you haven't played it yet you've just been hearing no, about I, it I played it, well i was i was i was playing it before i died this week so i play i was mm. playing it a bunch last weekend but it was like really okay. hard to get into mm. because um the servers were just so slammed so you basically just like yeah. load the game up and just like check back and see if you uh, get in that, because yeah. there's no uh there's no like login queue functionality or anything instead it's just like every 30 seconds or so it just tries to log you in mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. so it's it's like imagine imagine standing in a room with uh you know i don't know a couple hundred thousand people i don't know how many people are trying to get in about presumably mm -hmm. a lot and every 30 seconds you get to like flip the coin like you get in nope <laughs> all right try again another 30 seconds or you know however, yeah. however it ended up working out but it was just uh so yeah like once you got and then and the problem was it was like once you got in you were incentivized to like not quit playing because of how difficult it was to get in like you couldn't just like be like all right well, i'm gonna go get some dinner i'll be back in an hour or two it was like no like you didn't want to waste all the time that you had spent uh you know like trying to log in so yeah yeah cool game though. um yeah yeah good to know um i was going to bring up the switch uh direct the nintendo direct did you watch that i was dead i was dead for this so this is all we're dead this is all news for um me. i love when they do these like i love the directs that are like 20 minutes because it's like oh cool i can watch the whole thing and not feel weird about it um I mean, they're never really more than like 45 minutes anyway, but sometimes that's just too much. Um, this one was a partner showcase, so it was like all third party stuff. Um, and it was awesome. You should uh, all, go watch all it. I know <laughs> is it was a total a, a epic fail because the Switch 2 was not announced. Well, the Switch 2 was not announced. I'm kind of hoping they never announce a Switch 2 and they just ride out the original Switch for another 10 years. I feel like that would be awesome. Complete. Um, epic fail jared complete epic fail um let's see what was i i watched some youtube oh. reviews of the um the princess peach game that looks kind of interesting yeah um trying to get to the part where we well maybe somebody else did this for me um no Ooh. what are you trying to find uh, just like a a list of everything that was announced because uh so we could talk about it a little bit. Well that the new F Zero game is coming, right? Or is that No, this was all partner stuff. So it was no there wasn't no there was no first party stuff. Um so Grounded. Did you ever play Grounded? Where you become the little teeny tiny people? 
No, um, you know, it, it it looked cool, but I I didn't I never I don't yeah, know didn't didn't do that it just for launched. Me. Yeah, I, I I heard people like had a lot of fun with it, but I don't really see people talk about it anymore. Um. Oh, Monster Hunter Stories, the first one is coming to Switch. So that was a series that started on 3DS, and it's also on mobile. At least the first one is. Um, and then the sequel came to Switch, and I was always like, man, it'd be cool if they had the first one too. So now they will. It looks like it's kind of slightly enhanced for Switch. Not really hard to tell. Um, one of the big announcements, which I thought was kind of weird, is that Disney Epic Mickey is being remastered. Um I remember when this game came out. It was a Wii game. I think it came out in 2009 or 10. Um, I just remember like the buzz around it being like, oh man, like this is like dark for a Mickey game. Oh my gosh. And I think well, Warren Spector was one of the designers and stuff. And um didn't it lean and hard it was into... like a paint paintbrush mechanic using the Wii remote was like yeah. painting stuff. But, and so I never but, like bothered looking into it, but I just remember like the oh, this is the whole new turning point for Mickey Mouse. It's the dark, the dark and mischievous Mickey is back. Um, this this was deep in the we release cycle of like everything must have a waggle yeah. control scheme, right? Am I remembering yeah. that correctly? Pretty much, and and so I don't, um, I don't really, I, I I just remember that from this game when it came out i didn't never played it and i don't really remember if people liked it or not um apparently they did apparently it seems like a lot of people there's a lot of fans of the first game that are really psyched for this remaster and mm -hmm. um i think it was game explain on youtube did um like a comparison between the two visual wise and i always love those things but yeah the new remaster one looks really really good so here's the problem you know, though it's like this is like the worst time to be getting remasters though because it seems inevitable probably. that like the switch is you know running on fumes and probably on its way out right like it's it seems almost impossible for me to believe that there won't be a switch to like next year right like you know a mickey game though that i mean it'll probably i'm saying that be... where it, like it would it would have been way cooler to get this as like oh hey check this out this is like a, a wave one remaster yeah. for like the switch two instead of like yeah. um you know just potentially one of the last like switch games maybe 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 um so yeah i don't know that looks cool like i'll i would be down to check this game out now i feel like i passed on it back then because it was a wii game and uh i didn't want to do waggling but um and then uh star wars battlefront classic collection the two um original battlefront games are coming to switch that's kind of cool they have like 30 player online or something like that um also on steam i've noticed that it's there's a steam page for it now too um and i think you get a discount if you own the original versions of those which are already on steam but were like very not no controller support or anything like that like you had to do some weird stuff to get them to play right on modern stuff and with controls like uh physical controls so um it's probably a lot easier to just play these remastered ones that have like controller support built in and stuff yeah. Um, but that's hey, so am cool. I um, am I going crazy or is this World of Goo sequel a new thing as this game? I, I I saw people talking about this and I was like, uh, I feel like having a Mandela effect moment where I was like, <laughs> didn't the World of Goo sequel come out um, like a long time ago? Or I'm but then I was no. like, am I just like confusing myself with like the 
amazing amount of times the game's been like re-released and remastered and stuff. Yeah, it's been re-released a, a billion times. Um, With new content, though? I think maybe that's what I was thinking. That's, that's kind of what I was maybe. on. Maybe. Yeah, because World of Goo Remastered was, um, I think it was one of the first Netflix games, if I remember right, when Netflix launched games. Um, and so an actual proper sequel has not... I want to say this was announced at the Game Awards or something like that. It was announced before. Um, this is the first time it has gotten um, a release window. And also, it's going to be console exclusive, at least for now, to the Switch, which I find interesting, too. But the first World of Goo was a um, WiiWare game, wasn't it? So I guess that's kind of was cool. It? I'm pretty sure it was. Weird... Maybe you're right. Yeah. Uh, but I, I can't imagine this won't come to like every other platform after it's, you know, exclusive to the Switch. For I, I, I guess I'm just kind of surprised that like, although maybe Apple's not in the game of like <laughs> aggressively, um, you know, trying to find new content for Apple Arcade. That's like Apple yeah. Arcade exclusive because like, you know, Dude, to, yeah. to me, this this makes so much more sense on on mobile than it does on uh -huh. on console, because like I remember um I want to say I played World of Goo originally on PC, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't remember what I played it on, but I, I do remember when I finally got on the iPad, I was like, oh shit, like this is just so much better mm -hmm. to be like dragging these little guys around and, and things like this. Mm -hmm. Feels like feels like how you were supposed to play this game all along, even though this was made like before the anyone knew like the iPad even existed, right? Yeah. Totally. So I don't know. It's a it's a little bizarre that like Nintendo or Nintendo is able to kind of like steal some thunder from Apple, but at the same time, mm -hmm. it's like, did Apple even care about that thunder? I don't. Who knows even anymore? You know. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, so looking at the Wikipedia for this, uh, World of Goo launched on PC and Wii in October of two thousand eight. Oh, That's wow. wild. That's almost twenty years. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for that though. But I just, I, I mm -hmm. could just kept, kept having this moment of like, I feel like fuck. I feel like this is already out. Like, yeah. But... It has been re-released a lot of times and remastered the original at least. So yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, that's what's coming May to the Switch. Um, this is a game that I got really excited about called Another Crab's Treasure, and it's funny because it's described as a Souls-like, but um, it's like very cutesy, colorful underwater adventure where you play as a crab, but it is like an action RPG, like uh, a Souls game. Um, the gimmick is that you're a hermit crab and so you can like use different things in the environment for your shell and then those will actually give you like unique abilities and stuff like that. So you can be like cruising along and grab like a tin can and that gives you whatever special ability hmm. or something like that. Um, like a cool premise and kind of cool to see. Like I feel like all the Souls-like games all have like the same art style, right? They're all like these dark, like brooding they almost feel like they are like, um, I don't know. They they all feel dark soulsy. They all feel like they're cut from that same cloth. So to to see something that's supposedly like along those same lines of like very intricate combat and very um, layered like boss battling and stuff like that, but applied to like a way more kind of wholesome looking game or just more colorful and just a way different environment being underwater. Um, it looks rad. I don't know. I'm psyched on this. So um i'm wish listing this one this one comes out on april 25th well, um, does, on the switch so it, and are, 
are we just to take the like souls like just means like a very difficult action game now is that does it mean is that what the i take that been, like no, watered down to? i mean kind of i'm sure a lot of people use it like that in that it's a game that you die a lot but like to me it just means it's not like a button mashing hack and slash game it's like a uh you need to learn the combat and know what you're doing and it's a very skill-based combat game instead mm. of just mashing the right buttons and hitting the right power moves or whatever that's what i take away from it is is it's more about um the combat is is way more skill-based you die a lot in souls games because you don't know what you're doing with the combat right yeah. you'll get your ass kicked if you approach and also like if you don't understand like enemies attacks and and how to counteract them and stuff like that so i just i think of it more as like the combat is way more skill-based and nuanced than your average action rpg and that's what makes it a souls like but as a result of that i feel like you die all the time in a souls like and that just kind of gets watered down to being like oh you die all the time in this game it's a souls like um so i don't know the specific meaning that they described it like this in the presentation but um it does it does look like it has like some pretty cool layered combat and stuff so i don't know we'll see but i i wish listed that on steam i feel like that'd be a good steam deck game um and then uh oh penny's big breakaway shadow drops and launched yesterday and i think it's also that one's also on steam too right i know i had it wish listed but i don't know if it's console exclusive penny big breakaway is um oh yeah it also is out on steam um 30 bucks this is by the people that made sonic mania but it's very much not a sonic game but it very much is a grappling hook game where you use a yo-yo to grapple hook around and i like grappling hook games so that's why i had this one wishlisted but i haven't played it yet hmm. um what else what else what else uh pocket card jockey right on launched on switch that's the remake that launched on apple arcade like a year or two ago um that's now on switch that's cool there's a new contra game uh launching in march and there's a demo See, on now switch. that is a souls like <laughs> yeah yeah so souls like um this was a funny thing so i guess i hadn't really been following the murmurs leading up to this you know event but um i guess something a lot of people thought was going to happen because i guess there was rumors about like um maybe Phil Spencer or someone from Microsoft was like talking about partnering with Nintendo on something or whatever. So everyone was immediately like, Oh, um, rare replay is going to launch on switch and all these old rare games are going to be on switch. And it makes perfect sense. <laughs> but instead what happened is that a bunch of rare games got released on the switch online, um, two NES games, two, um, Super Nintendo games and one in 64 game for the people that have the expansion pack version of Switch Online. But um, really high profile games, actually. Snake, Rattle and Roll and RC Program on the NES. Two really good NES games. Um, Battletoads and Killer Instinct on Super Nintendo, which damn, Killer Instinct, right? Um, and then Blast Core, which is a weird hidden gem type N64 game mm -hmm. that I owned when I owned it in 64 when I was I had this kid. game too. Um, Dude, it's so good. Game, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see how this runs on the Switch because I feel like this might be indicative of like, mm -hmm. you know, how much work they're putting into these and if there really is just an emulation wrapper or what because like yeah. for 
for the longest time, like Blast Core was like the one of the games that like just almost didn't work on pretty yeah. much all the Nintendo 64 emulators. And I would presume that yeah. that problem's been solved by now, but like, who um, knows? It that it's, it's definitely not something that I expected because of, um, yeah, you know, per, prior emulation issues with that title. Well, I just remember, I remember getting that game, not really knowing a lot about it, but it was sort of like a lot being an N64 owner was sort of like, you take what you could get. Cause there was very yeah. few releases. And um, it was just sort of a case of like, I want a new game. This is a new game. I'm going to get it. And then being like obsessed with it because it's like very difficult, but it also has a really good like grading system where you can get like platinum coins and gold coins and whatever. So I was always going back and trying to like redo something and do it perfect to get the platinum on every level. And um, when Rare Replay did launch on Xbox One or whatever, however long ago that was, um, that was like the, the main reason I got it. And that was before it was part of Game Pass, I think, or whatever. So I think I bought Rare Replay um, specifically so I could play Blast Core again. <laughs> oh, looks, like it it awesome. runs, looks like it runs good on emulators now as of hmm. like 2018 or so. Interesting. Um, but yeah, but this, yeah this, I, it's this game was a lot good. of fun. I'm, I'm surprised that no one's made like um, any kind of like Blast Core clones or anything like that over the years, mm-hmm. you know? No, and if if you aren't familiar with this game, the premise was like there's like a runaway truck with a nuclear warhead on it or something like that. And your job was to like clear the path because for whatever reason, you couldn't stop the truck. And so um, you get all these awesome ways to just destroy the environment, basically, Mm -hmm. including like a giant mech that you can like butt stomp buildings out of the way and stuff like that. But it was it was almost like a puzzle game. But it was also kind of a high pressure one because you always had this like missile coming at you. And if you didn't clear the path, you'd lose. Um, but it was also just so satisfying to like destroy the levels. Um, so, yeah, I, I briefly replayed it when Rare Replay came out and was like, holy hell, this game is way harder than I remember it being. Um, but I didn't like spend too much time in it or whatever. So I don't know. I might give it another go now. But that was one of my favorite games um when i was a youngin with my n64 yeah it's uh yeah ex- extremely good game i nothing but nothing but good things to say about it uh, you know yeah. it's, it's very similar uh history with it as you did so yeah cool um and then just to cap things off the the last the big one more thing of this presentation was in um a sequel to endless ocean which um i think was a wii or wii u game i think there's been a couple of them but it was like the the underwater exploration games that I guess has like a pretty cult following. Um, they seem really cool, but they're like Nintendo exclusive. So hmm. I don't know. This is a game I would like rather buy on steam where I buy all my games nowadays. Um, but it looks cool. People seem pleased with a, a new endless ocean game. Um, and then tying this into mobile, um, another game that caught my eye during the, the presentation is this game called a ranger. Um, this was the second I saw it, I was like, oh, that's that would be a really good mobile game. <laughs> and so um, after the presentation was over, like later in the day, like an official PR blast went out about it. And it was basically like, oh, yeah, it, you know, unveiled during the Nintendo thing, but also coming to um, the, these other consoles and PC and Netflix games. And I was like, there it is. Oh, like It's going to yeah. be a mobile game. <clears throat> but. The premise is, is like, if you could picture a dungeon crawler 
and think of like a, a a dungeon crawling game is kind of grid based right because you move like square by square through a, a level or whatever um that's the case except every time you move left or right or up or down you move the entire column of of the grid that you're standing on so everything moves with you so if you're standing there and then 10 squares over is like some pots or whatever and you start walking to the right those pots move as many spaces to the right as you do and then you move down and the columns going up and down that you're standing on everything moves within those columns at the same time as you move and so you have to like wrap your head around you moving, but also everything that you're going to be moving and how that factors into how you progress and how you solve puzzles and stuff like that. Uh, super clever concept, actually. And um, if you watch the trailer, I'm a I'm bad at explain explaining the mechanics, but if you watch the trailer, it makes a lot of sense. And you too will probably be like, "Oh, damn, that's totally a mobile game." <laughs> um, so yeah. It seems pretty cool, but that was, um, I did post about that on the site that it's, it's, it's supposed to be coming to Netflix and the release date is I think summer, vague summer. So a ranger, that's another one to look at and I mean, that's it, it for the Nintendo showcase. It looks cool. I'm looking at the, the screenshot yeah. stuff right now. I, I, I see what you're saying though, and that it's very difficult to kind of describe what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, yeah, something to look forward to. And um, before we wrap things up, now that my dog is going crazy, um, we do have an email this week. If you want to mm. read an email. Yeah, let's go. This is, uh, we're going to call this Connor's Corner because it's Connor writing in to us again. Seems to be the only emails we ever get are from Connor, which I'm not mad at that at all. Uh, this is, I have not pre-read this. This is going to be live. So Connor, if you're listening, I hope that you didn't say anything too naughty in this email. Because uh, I have not, I have not previewed this one. Okay. Connor says, uh, a little subject is Gur Hiss Nya. Uh, tired and crunched to get a review written of a big epic game I'm looking forward to late at night. So uh, courtesy of my friend, Allison underscore Kit. Here's my reaction to the Switch 2 delay rumor and having to wait to play Age of Calamity at a good frame rate. And it is an oh, attached yeah. picture of an angry thing. Dog, creature, some sort of something with big scary teeth and drooling and upset. And it says no Switch 2. So Yeah, that's, that's kind of yeah. the other thing. Is <laughs> um, Man, like a Switch 2 would be such a quality life improvement even if you only ever used it for like playing shit from the original switch right like yeah pretty I mean, much my God, how many games are there out there that are um i, I don't know you know, particularly like when you're used to playing stuff on the pc where like 60 frames per second is kind of like the yeah. expected normal thing like like playing stuff on switch where you're like struggling to maintain 30 yeah um bit of a rough experience like i i only got through um uh the new zelda game um tears of the kingdom by playing it docked on my tv with motion smoothing on which is oh, like really the, the wackiest solution ever but like do playing in handle mode was like this sucks yeah 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 i um i didn't realize because i haven't played handheld mode on my switch which is a, a complete 180 of how i used to play switch i'd only play handheld um but ever since kind of getting my kids involved it's more fun to play on the tv and um yeah, it's just like I haven't noticed any problems. Um, but I always forget that you get a little bit of a boost 
from from doing that so hmm. but yeah i can't it's it's in the age of the steam deck being a totally normal thing and tons of companies having really powerful handheld gaming systems or whatever um it's starting to feel very long in the tooth that there's no switch to announced yet but yeah i mean like particularly now that i uh, you have the the oled steam deck yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah i mean as yeah. i've been dead this week playing a few games uh in bed um mm -hmm. like playing games on the go at 90 frames per second on the steam deck yeah. like because i i like a lot of you know like just old jrpg kind of crap right and yeah. like those things can run at 90 frames per second all day long yeah and it is just like why you get so used to it <laughs> yeah it, like how good and smooth games mm -hmm. look at that and then to like go back yeah. to the switch and it's just like oh my god what is what is this what is happening yeah yeah um did you oh so, one, one thing that we didn't touch on with the apple vision what? pro um mm. did you see the mac rumor story today that um a bunch of people well, i guess i don't know how big a bunch is but uh are seeing similar hairline cracks in the front screen or the front uh <laughs> the front glass like basically it's cracking like almost identically almost in, in the uh middle of the of the uh glass cover so like right really? where your nose would sit straight up oh my god man i have not seen that but um like she's like i definitely goes... don't regret not getting one <laughs> yeah i mean it kind of goes to like further reiterate like just how like beta hardware this thing is right if... well they're gonna really have to sit down and have some serious conversations with themselves about form over function because mm -hmm. uh you know they made a very lovely looking thing that's super impractical for a number of reasons and that's one of the things that's coming to light um, yeah. with something like that happening so i mean that was that was pretty much uh, a big part of um so in the last week or so mark zuckerberg put out a like reaction video to his time with the apple vision pro and that was kind of a lot of his stuff was you know a form of a function like you know the uh the wire sucks like you know in yeah it, obviously you know he has to promote the the quest but i mean he made a lot of good points where it's just like yeah yeah right now the quest for most people is probably a better solution you know which i yeah. feel like is hard to argue against at like one seventh the price yeah yeah huh. well wow. you know <clears throat> we're creeping towards I guess it's a ways away, but WWDC this year will be interesting to see um, what yeah, they I'm... do and if they do like a um a, a reevaluation like they did with the Apple Watch, where they're like, okay, like we we figured out what the Apple Watch should be now, and we're going to go in that direction. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't think that we'll be see like, people really love this and this and this about the Apple Vision Pro, but don't care about this, this, and this. So we're going to you know hyper focus yeah. on those other areas. I don't know. It's it's hard for me to imagine that we would see any kind of like severe kind of like redo of anything so soon. But I yeah imagine it would be a, a lot of very rosy stuff and maybe some like cool forward facing APIs yeah. and stuff that might be cool in the in the future. I don't know. I, yeah. I I'm just curious to see like how much of the time split at WWDC is going to be dedicated to the Vision Pro because like remember yeah. Um, dude those are some long ass keynotes already well but but more specifically like when when the app store became a thing it was like yeah. the mac suddenly was like you know in oh, the back seat like right. barely even That's mentioned yeah. a lot of the time stuff like that and they're just like this is what we're focused on now so it'd be kind of curious yeah. to see like how hard they're pushing into the apple vision pro yeah um 
man i think they are smart enough to know that the iphone is their bread and butter and to not oh i I think so too rock that boat again you know for the wwc audience though yeah you know true that's true they those are the people they want making stuff for that device so they can sell it yeah um yeah interesting i don't know or you know what happens between now and then too um because there's rumors of them releasing like what a new ipad or something like that or well, they didn't some release sort of an spring refresh last year, so like yeah um i don't know be curious yeah. to see yeah uh well that's all i got got anything else no i'm gonna go return to my death-like state in bed your death-like state hopefully you hang yeah. in there go back to sleep next next week will be the in memoriam yeah Eli. My, recorded live at my funeral yeah it's not a bad idea um (laughs) all right well let's uh wrap things up thank you guys for listening to this week's episode and as i forgot to mention in the beginning again thank you to our patreon supporters if you want to help us out by supporting us on patreon you can do so at patreon.com forward slash touch arcade and you can help us out by doing your amazon shopping through toucharcade.com forward slash amazon can you buy a vision pro on amazon if you can use our link and buy several um also thanks to connor for sending us an email um anybody else listening send us emails because they're fun and they always lead to good conversation so podcast at tetricade.com to get a hold of us with anything and anything anything and everything on your mind um we don't care what it is so with all that thanks again for listening we'll catch you on the next episode of the tetricade show see ya 